Tonight's going to be a little bit, I mean, we're still going to have a message. We're still going to do all that kind of stuff. It's just going to be a little bit shifted, a little bit different tonight. And I just want to challenge you guys tonight um, to just pay attention and to listen and to let God to speak to your heart tonight. Um, I just want to tell you a little bit about um, about me and, and to open up a little bit about me. And I, I know I've told you guys a lot of my story tonight, but there's one thing I want to just challenge you guys with. Um, I was in high school. Actually, I was in college at this time. And it was um, late one evening. I got a phone call, and um, my best friend had overdosed on drugs. And uh, he was at the hospital. Um, and, and my friend, I mean, he, he was a, a popular guy. He was a confident person. He was a fun person. And uh, I, I sat there at home just kind of trying to wrap my mind around what was happening about what was going on because my friend and I like like we did all kinds of stupid stuff together how many of you guys have a friend like you do stupid things like this like we did stupid stuff together but never really anything like this and and his family was hurt and they were broken and they were just wondering if he was going to live and and they pumped his stomach and his his body was in shock and in recovery and his life kind of hung in the balance um but long story short luckily my friend my best friend at the time uh he lived and i can say that this friend um is a huge reason while i'm a follower of christ today he came to my house. He showed up one day, not long after he he overdosed and he was in the hospital. And we he, he had given his life to Christ. And, and he came to my house and he said, if there's anybody I want with me on this journey of following Jesus, it's you. And you're my best friend. And, and, um, and, and I said, yeah. Because I was, I was at the same time, I was desperate and I was searching and I was, I was lost and I needed something in my life. And I knew, I'd grown up at church, I knew that Jesus was the only thing that could fill that void in my life. And so I quickly, I was like, yes, I quickly committed to that. And like I said, luckily my, my friend lived and he made it through that whole ordeal. And, and like I said, I'm a Christ follower today because of this friend because of of what he did and and how he came to me and and but the bottom line in in his life for him to get there was that something changed for the worse in his life and what he was doing is he was trying to fill that void in his life with with anything any kind of simple pleasure any kind of joy that he could find uh, he was doing anything that he could feel that void because he didn't feel like that he could go on Jess could you turn that down just a little bit he didn't feel like he could go on like what had happened is is he had dated this girl for like a couple years in school and she broke up with him and he just didn't care anymore he was like, I'm done with it. I'm done with everything. Um, he didn't care. He, he was fed up. He had, he had enough of life. And his, he just thought his life had no sense and no purpose. And no purpose. Or, or he, had got, he had no dream for it or God's dream for it. And, and like my friend, I think a lot of us have gotten a little bit fed up with life sometimes. 
I think we've gotten a, a little bit fed up with life at one point or another. Um, but what my friend had done, he had taken the next step of helplessness. And ultimately, he was feeling hopelessness. And I truly hope that that is never the case in your life. I hope that that's never it for you. Um, and we, we've all, I, I would guarantee those of us, we've lived a short life on this earth so far. I, we probably all have stories of, of messed up dreams, of betrayal. Of, of having our hearts broken or having the ones closest to us fail us. We all have times when we get fed up, fed up with the way our lives are going or, or just the way that things are. and We, we may not be dealing with what, what other people may label as huge issues. And we may not have a, a long list of things that are wrong, but we know in our hearts that normal just doesn't feel okay anymore we're not okay with just being normal with just being okay that's not that's not feeling that void anymore and there's times when we feel like that something in us is broken or something in us is messed up or something's we're empty on the inside and so what we begin to cry out for someone or something to fix that pain in our hearts to fix that pain in our lives and and if you've thought to yourself is this normal is this how life is supposed to be? If you've thought to yourself, is this it? Is this how I'm supposed to feel? Is this what life is all about? And if you've thought that before, you've thought, I, I'm, I'm not okay with it. And then tonight it is just for you. And I want to challenge you tonight that life can get really, really messed up sometimes. It can. It can get messed up. It can even get out of hand at times. For most of us, a, a lot of us, our response to pain, into that, to that emptiness and that openness, um, that question of is this normal, questioning of, of life and, and trying. What we try to do is we try to fill our lives with these with these distractions, with these certain things in our lives. Because we know that something is missing in our life, so we try to fill it with something else. Maybe it's something like certain activities we do. Or maybe it's uh, relationships. Or maybe we try to fill that void in our lives with bad habits or things that we know we shouldn't be doing. Um, and, and just like how a, an addict tries to relieve their pain through drugs and alcohol, for you, those things, those reliefs may be like a, a relationship uh, uh, it's some kind of entertainment that you have or, or maybe uh, having this grand achievement that you're trying to accomplish. Maybe it, it's certain music or it's certain friends or blending with a certain lifestyle. There are countless things that we can do that we can try to fill that void in our life. Um, and, and what we're doing is we're seeking a fix for an emptiness that we may have. And so... Uh, and so what, what, um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, um, get one, get one person, get a person next to you. Um, and I would like to do this and I don't want to make anything awkward, but I want, and uh, we're going to have a short conversation and I would like, uh, guys to get with guys and girls get with girls, not like really large groups, maybe small groups of two or three of you. And here's what I want you to, to talk about. I want you to discuss just for a moment. Um, um, 
and tell them at least one or more of your distractions that you have in your life. Things that tend to distract you from maybe from your relationship with God or, or maybe things that you tend to fill that void with in your life. Find one or two people, uh, guys with guys, girls with girls, and, and just take a couple minutes and just tell them what are, what are some distractions that you have. What can happen at times is, is in our lives, um, it can get so tough that we don't feel capable of dealing with it. A lot of times life can get so difficult and, and, and so tough with certain, no matter what things that come at us, a lot of times we don't feel capable of dealing with it. It can wear us down to the point where we feel broken or we feel empty or we feel hurt. And, and our lives are were once like maybe wonderful and vibrant and exciting, but now we just feel empty. And so we, what we do is, what we tend to do is we try to different fix a different fix here and a different fix here just to try to fill that emptiness in our lives and and what happens is just the emptiness it just continues and we try to fill it with if we feel that void with certain different things and maybe entertainment or whatever it is for you but what happens is we continue to feel empty it's only a temporary fix and and I'm not sure why we do this and we try to fill this void in our lives it, because we're trying to fill this void in our lives with anything but Jesus, and and, and it will numb the pain, or it'll either give it, it'll numb the pain, or it'll either give us peace that we seem to be missing. And I and I found that the more broken, the more empty, the more bored we may feel, the more that we turn back, we turn back to those worthless fixes to avoid feeling the pain. Or at least hide it. And so it's time to make that change in our lives, to, to, to change that. And so what happens is putting your faith in Christ, it's not about pretending that everything is okay. It's not about just, oh, okay, I'm a follower of Christ now that everything's all good. Because that's not true and that's not going to happen. It's not just a quick, uh, yes, your life can change and God will change your life. But it's not just about pretending that everything's okay. Tonight, it's, it's all about honesty and honesty with God and honesty with yourself. And, and this is all about allowing God to take you to the core of who you really are, to see yourself for who you really are, and then allow God to begin to reshape who you really are. Um, tonight, I'm just going to ask you to be open and, and honest with yourself. No more hiding. So think about it. If you've been lying to yourself about your life, at what point will you start believing those lies? If you've been trying to fill your life with all these things, with all these certain things to fill that void, at what point will you start believing that this is okay, that this is just normal? Maybe you're already there and you need to find that truth tonight in who Christ says you are. Jesus is the only one who knows you best and the only one who can walk you through those tough times. And Jesus, he knows you better than you do. And he, he, he's God and he's the one who created you, the one who can truly change or truly fix you. I, wanna, I want you to see the scripture tonight. It's in James 4, 8. In this scripture, basically it says this, if you draw near to God, then he will draw near to you. I want you, what I want you to do is uh, get back in your group 
and you're already there. But get together with your group and discuss what that means. Break that down and, and somebody discuss what that means. If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. You guys ever had those, those friends or maybe those people in your life who says, if you do this for me, then, then I'll do this for you. And, and they only do something to get something. Well, it kind of sounds like this, but that, our God's not like that at all. He's not like that at all. But what he is, he's not going to, he is a God and he's a loving being. And he is not going to force us to love him. He's not going to force us to have a relationship. And what he's saying is if, he's saying, if you, if you want this relationship with me, you take that step and I'll be right there. You take that next step and I'll be right there. I'll come that much closer. You be right there. And, and, and basically it's like if you go to him and you need, for help you need, He's going to be right there. He's always right there. And he's always waiting for us to come after him because he wants it. Oh, he wants that relationship more than anything that we could even imagine. He's just waiting for us to take that step and then to take that next step. And as we step, he's stepping and we're getting closer and closer together. Um, so many times in my life, like I've been hurting or I felt empty and trying to fill my life with so many things but Jesus. I try to fill it with so many things, but Jesus. But every time that I, I realize that and I realize what I'm doing and the mistakes that I'm making and I start to come back to him and like the scripture says, I draw near to him every time I begin to feel his presence coming back to me. So many times. I, I feel that and I know that and I know he's there. I want you to do this. Turn back to the person next to you, the people in your group, and tell them a time where you had to go through a tough situation in your life and what happened is what you and how you came close to God, how you drew close to him. So your soul, the the deepest part of you, the the real you, the person that you really are, um, must be your focus because it makes up the whole real you. It makes up who you really are. Scriptures tells us that our soul is the eternal part of what we are, of who we are. It's the, the, the part that matters most in our lives. And most of us focus, what we tend to do is we focus on outward things, on looks or on what we can wear or what we can buy or what we can have. And uh, our personality is, or our talents um, or our friendships, or doing things to impress others. But the thing is that changing our outward appearances does nothing to change who we are on the inside. Life change begins with our soul. It begins with the inside, um, with, with our thought life, with, with our beliefs, with our motivations, with our feelings, and with our emotions. Uh, let me ask you this. Have you guys ever voted not like like for a president or maybe like maybe like a school election or maybe it was like raise your hand if you think this you know like maybe you voted <clears throat> like in school or maybe in like a group um, but here's the deal our lives are, are a little bit like a ballot box um, and, and the votes <clears throat> in the box determine who will be in charge of your life um, who will be the boss, who will be the leader of your life. And there are only two votes. And, and the places, uh, the, the two things, who will lead 
your life. And so what happens is God places a vote into who will lead your life. And then the enemy places a vote. And then it's determining who's going to be the leader of your life. And then it comes down to you. And you're the one making that decision. You cast that last vote. Are you going to vote God or are you going to vote the enemy? You vote who will be in charge, who will be the leader of your life. Is it God or is it Satan? And so what happens is we cast that deciding vote. And so you control who will, who will control the thoughts. You choose who will control the thoughts that you allow in your mind. That you choose. Is it God or is it the enemy? And it's that, that's our choice to make. And so in my life, true and lasting change didn't come into my life until I allowed God to win the choices of my soul. None of that changed until I allowed God to. And, and let me tell you guys, it's still, even to this day, a decade later, a daily battle. It's a battle often. Is, is it getting, getting better? Yeah, it's getting better and, and it's getting a little bit easier as I grow in my relationship with Christ. But there are still battles. There are still temptations. There are still things every single day. And, and one day, one way I, I regained, that's, that's one way I regained my vote from my sinful nature. That said, early on in my walk with Christ, when I first really began to follow Christ, like, honestly, I was a spiritual pansy. Like, I was a, I was a wimp, spiritual wimp. And like, my, my, because my sin nature was still so strong. I wanted that vote back sometimes, and I wanted to go the other way sometimes because there were so many strong temptations and so many things in my life that were so strong in my life, but I had to stay strong. And over time, there was this great momentum change in my life, and I felt freedom to be the person that I knew that I was meant to be, freedom to be the person that God called me to be. Was I perfect from that point on? Isn't it obvious? No, I wasn't. Uh, because we will never be perfect. We're never going to be perfect. From But from that point on, I began a process of growing and a process of changing. And I put myself around pastors and leaders and friends and, and people who would encourage me and help me live the right ways and help me to be a follower of Christ. I, I listened to sermons. I, I read the scripture. Um, I, I also honestly... I spent a lot of time alone. There were some friends that I knew that I could not put myself around or I would fall right back into that sin. I had to be alone sometimes. And it was in that alone times when I found God. And just like that scripture we talked about earlier, as I drew closer to God in those alone times, He came right after me in my spirit and I just began to grow in my relationship with him, I didn't have tons of people flocking to me. Um, what had happened was honestly, some of my friends, some of my old friends began to shut me out because I wouldn't do the things that I used to do. I wouldn't hang out and participate in the things that I used to participate in. And once I fully accepted Christ, there had to be a change in my life. Something had to change. And, and God is right there with you every single step of the way. I had to find out who I was in Christ, and that's where my life change began. And when you think about it, the first action step 
and 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 is and admitting your, to your is admitting to yourself that you need help. It's admitting to yourself that that there's an empty void or there's a hole or there's an empty spot in your heart that needs filled and that you can't do this alone. And it starts with making Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life and asking him to help you because you can't fix yourself. No one can. No one can make this decision for us. Not your parents or not your friends or not the people around you. You have to make this personal choice yourself. Um, man, I don't know about you guys, but I still need change in my life. I'm still growing in my relationship with Christ. And I, I still need that change. Look at the person next to you and say, I still need to change. Now, here's what I want you to do. We're going to wrap up the night this way, and we're, we're just about done. I'm going to put a couple questions on the screen. And we're going to wrap it up this way. Get back. We're going to get back in our groups. Um, and if you have smaller groups, it's easier to have uh, conversations because I want us to get through tonight. Larger groups is going to take a long time for everyone to share. Um, like I said, but I'm going to put some discussions questions up on the screen to close the night. I've only got three of them. Um, to close with tonight and and I want you to be open and to be honest with each other when you talk about these things and I want I don't want just yes or no answers explain why you have to say what you what you need to say um, I'm gonna pray and then I want us to have these discussions and then when we're done we can just be dismissed um, like I said if if they're they're in three different parts and we'll have to uh, transition from those um, somewhat quickly so god i love you so much god I, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts tonight help us change help us to be the people that you've called us to be lord when we try to fill those voids or that emptiness in our hearts with so many other things god help us to realize and help us to know that only you can fill that void only you can fill that spot in our life we love you god help these these discussion times together to be fruitful and and help it to benefit us and help us to grow closer to you in these times in jesus name amen